Good morning. Again, as we consider communion, as we consider the blood that was spilt, the body that was broken, again, all pointing to a great salvation from our God above His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit that has changed our hearts forever. What happened on the cross? I'm going to read a a set of paragraphs that kind of walk through, again, summary fashion, what happened on the cross. Again, as finite human beings, that which was infinite, we do the best we can to write. I didn't write this. Somebody much smarter than me. So let me read. And as we consider so great a salvation. As, drew, as Jesus drew closer to his death, his sufferings increased. He told his disciples something of the agony he was experiencing when he said, quote, My soul is sorrowful, even to death, man of sorrow. Matthew twenty six thirty eight. When Jesus was crucified, he suffered one of the most horrible forms of death ever devised by man. While he did not necessarily suffer more pain than any human being has ever suffered, the pain he experienced was immense. When crucified, Christ was forced to endure a slow death by suffocation, brought on by the weight of his own body. He was stretched out, fastened by nails to the cross. His arms supported most of the weight of his body. Chest cavity was pulled upward and outward, making it difficult to exhale and then draw in a fresh breath. To breathe, he had to push up with his legs, putting all weight on the nails through his feet, pull up on the nails through his hands, sending fiery pain through the nerves of his arms and legs. His back, already whipped raw, scraped against the rough, splintered-filled wooden cross with each breath he took. Again, a lot of pain. I... Could not handle that at all. But if we stop there, for which others that have questioned uh, Jesus' effort and his work on the cross would say, Romans crucified thousands. What's the difference? We have martyrs out there that sang as they went to the stake. What's, What's any different than what Jesus Christ did? Again, there's more. Scripture states there's more. We have the physical. But the physical pain was nothing compared to the spiritual pain. Jesus never sinned. Jesus hated sin. Yet Jesus voluntarily took upon himself all the sins of those who one day would be saved. Quote, he bore the sins of many, end quote, Isaiah 53, 12. That which he hated with his whole being was poured out upon him. As Peter, as Peter tells us, quote, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. It's 1 Peter 2.24. Quote, For our sake God made Christ to be sin for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21. Jesus became a, quote, a curse for us, end quote, to redeem us, quote, from the curse of the law, Galatians 3, 13. Another aspect of the cross. And this was an aspect I hadn't considered, this one. Jesus faced this all alone. 
quote, all the disciples left him and fled, end quote. You find that in Matthew 26. God, his father, abandoned him. Jesus cried, quote, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? End quote, Matthew 27. Because at that time, he was cut off from the sweet fellowship with his heavenly father that had been the unfailing source of inward strength and the element of greatest joy in a life filled with sorrow. And at the height of his suffering, he was very much alone. Finally, even more difficult than the physical pain, the mental anguish. There was anguish because he took it and complete, so we didn't have to suffer in anguish. Mental anguish and complete abandonment. All that, though difficult, the pain of bearing the full wrath of God upon himself was worse. As Jesus bore the guilt of our sins, God unleashed all wrath and punishment for our sins upon his own son. Jesus became the object of the intense hatred of sin and vengeance against sin that God had patiently, mercifully stored up since the beginning of the world. Christ necessarily and willingly bore the full punishment for our sin on the cross. And so through his death, God's justice was met. He was our propitiation. Christ, quote, put away sin by the sacrifice of himself, end quote, Hebrews 9.26. Christ lived a perfect, sinless life, died a horrific sinner's death in order to save his people from their sins, Matthew 1. He paid the penalty we deserved to pay for our sin. He bore the wrath we deserved to bear. He overcame the separation our sin caused between God and us. He freed us from the bondage caused by sin. Because of Christ's work on our behalf, God can deliver us from the domain of darkness and transfer us to the kingdom of his beloved son, Colossians 1. What a great salvation. Good stuff. That's not me writing it. Of course, it's not him writing it either. The Holy Spirit focusing these souls and to look at Scripture because that's where it is. And what you read right there is that book is what we're considering. Yeah. Yep. What he read right there that that is solid. Yep. That is biblical. Twenty basics every Christian should know. Wayne Grudem, and this was on the atonement. Just a piece of it. There's a few more pages. Yeah. But again, Mr. Grudem, us, we go to Scripture to find out what truth is. And the Lord and the Holy Spirit open our eyes to see it. And we are thankful for that. What a great salvation. Let's consider that as we sing, read His Word, and take communion. Let's pray. Lord God, thank You for granting us time together. Again, as always, I thank You for the freedom that we still have to gather. Lord, to worship you. And I pray that we are rightly worshiping you. That even amongst this, we're getting to know you more, strengthen our relationship with you more, even with our fellow believers. Give us ears to hear, Lord. 
And thank you again for an absolutely incredible salvation. Be with us, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.